Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, dangerous gains of dice for big cash prizes, unlucky main characters with noble motivations, deranged game participants with various secrets, polite love interests with massive debt, sick younger sisters with optimistic views on life, a sadistic moderator, and crazed bums. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 282. With a roll of these dice, you will lose... Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mod Review, some podcasts and bag reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, what's up? Yes, we're back from the lovely and wonderful Massachusetts. I am home, I am relaxed, I am chilled, it was a great weekend, it was a fun weekend, a lot of crazy stuff happened, and I've got to admit, I was surprised at the turnout for a lot of the panels I had, and also kind of shocked at some of the panels, because one panel was almost dead. When it's usually packed, but that's the roll of the dice. Sometimes it is really packed, sometimes it's not. I'm going to be releasing a more thorough con review next week. I need a week to kind of decompress, write my notes, and get everything all set and ready to go. Especially with getting Greta involved, because she helped with a lot of panels, and we had a blast doing the panels. There were some that were really well received, especially the uh, cowgirls, captains, and cyborgs, the memorable one of sci-fi. That was really well done. I was so happy that that turned out the way it did. But I do digress. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Every episode, I, and if I have a co-host, will talk about one to two manga titles. We'll tell you the pros and cons about it, how the characters are, the art design is, the plot is, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I say, but I try to be educational, entertaining, informative, and impartial as possible. Sometimes it doesn't always, doesn't always work, especially if it's a really awesome manga or if it's a really terrible manga. But you can take a chance and it is pretty good. I have been doing this for almost 10 years now, so I'm kind of good at this. I'm a font of manga knowledge according to the interwebs. Yeah, apparently uh, a couple of very famous manga reviewers actually were like, Oh yeah, talk to Zan. He knows his stuff. It was kind of a very good moment when they said that. They actually said, oh, Zan, he's a font of manga now because he knows so much crap about manga, which was really cool, especially when it's like Jason Thompson says that. That's really, but anyway, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at spireken.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. You should put the WWW in front, but sometimes it works without that. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Music Store, Player.fm, Stitcher, and several other social media sites. Just look up Spirekin, and I guarantee you'll find us in one way or another. We're even on Podcast Pickle, which I'm surprised still exists. I thought that thing went under years ago. Also, if you want to just ask me a question, you can also email me, xanzan at spirekin.com. Or if you're at a con, say hi. Check out my panels. I'm definitely a good person to talk to. And I usually post stuff about my panels afterwards. And I'm willing to bullshit with you if you see me at a con. If you see me at a con, I'm not talking to someone or doing a panel. Say hi. Say what's up. And, you know, I'm willing to do a dialogue. Just don't be one of those guys. Now, if you don't know what those guys are, listen to my panel about con etiquette. And you'll find out about being that guy. Now, with that out of the way... Let's get to actually the review of the episode, and I had a lot of fun reading this, surprisingly, even though I got so much stuff at Anime Boston. I bought a lot of stuff, from Oshimbo to Devil's Line, to the new titles that 
Vertical Ink release. Well, three of the new titles. I didn't buy the one that was made by the lady who did Helvetica because I'm not a fan of Helvetica. But I digress. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga. And it detailed to be there reviewing a manga that was written by Asanji Teru and illustrated by Yosurabe Teka. It was originally released in 2011 and 2012 as a digital manga. But it was released as three Tankoban, so there's three volumes. And it is a Senin psychological drama, thriller, horror, gambling series. I've actually read this before and talked about this in some of my gambling panels when I've done mangas and gambling at Anime Next 2016, I think, or was it 2015? And the title of this manga is Ijime, or in English, Life is Money. And that is so true in this manga because it's all about money. Money will bring you happiness or will bring you pain. And it's the story of a young man named Meguru Fukuro Koji. And he is currently taking out his sorrows in a bar because he is depressed. He is super depressed. What happened was that his younger sister is dying. She has a heart condition, and she needs to have an operation that's very expensive. Now you're probably wondering, wait, what about his parents? Well, his dad left his family alone, and his mom died. She tried her best, and she worked herself to death. So he has to take care of his little sister, and he's doing everything he can. He's working several jobs. He's been raising money. And then one day, this lady hears about his plight and says, hey, listen, I could help you out. We'll start a whole fundraiser, and we'll raise all the funds and get everything together so your sister can get... A heart transplant, life will be good. So they get all these paperwork out. He becomes a spokesperson. He is talking. He's lecturing. He's being begging people. And people are donating. And they donate an insane amount of money. And things are looking up. Until one day he goes to the headquarters of the foundation that he started to save. His little sister's name is Momoko. Save Momoko. He goes there. And then the place is gone. So they took the money they raised, the 10 million yen, and they absconded with it. So he has nothing. He has no money to save his sister. He is doomed to just, his sister's going to die. And it's his fault. So he is depressed about it, and he's crying. He's drinking. And as he's crying into his liquor, this guy just kind of sits next to him, says, Hey, what's wrong, buddy? He looks kind of a little shady with shark teeth, but... He does, he's too drunk to care, and he starts telling him his problems, explains, like, well, that really sucks. Have you ever thought about gambling? He's like, wait, what? What do you mean? You mean, like, betting I have no money? He's like, no, 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 listen to me. What if I told you there was an opportunity that would get you your money guaranteed to help your sister out? And unlike lottery, unlike other things, this is almost guaranteed shot. There are people who have won this. And he shows some pictures of these people who've won. He's like, you got to... Decent shot of doing this. And he's like, I don't know. We'll see. I think I'll be fine. But he takes his card, goes home. Next day, he's getting ready to go to work. And he gets a phone call. His sister collapsed. He runs. He goes. He's freaking out. The doctor says, this is really bad. Her heart's not doing well at all. You got to do something soon. And she gets up the next day. And she's a little, little, she says she's fine. She's just a little tired. But she's being herself, and he's like, uh, you know, we'll be fine. I'll, 
I'll take care of you. I promise you. I promise you. I'm not going to leave you alone like mom did. So he calls his number and he makes the arrangements. Say, look, give me a couple days. We'll do this. So yeah, all right, cool. Thank you very much. We'll take care of you. When we come for you, you'll be good. So he thinks he has a couple of days. And two days from then, so it is Wednesday. On Friday is his little sister's birthday. He promises that he's not going to leave her alone. I promise you. I'm not going to leave you alone. Thursday night, a bunch of goons show up and say, Hey, Maguru, we're taking you away. Wait, 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 what? What, what is this about? He's like, look, your opportunity's come. You got to go now. So they grab him. They take him to the limousine. And the guy is sitting there. He says, okay, time to go. And uh, by the way, we tricked you into doing this. He's like, what? Yeah, we paid your doctor to drug your little sister. She's fine. She's going to be okay. Her heart's still rough. But hey, this works out in our favor. And like I said, you'll get your money if you survive. Then he's taken to, he's blindfolded to get to a bunker, which is a very nice bunker. There's one main room, which I say is off limits. There are 10 rooms, and there's like a music room, a kitchen, a movie room, an art room, and other things. And in the middle of this room is a table and a man with a mask on that has horns on. And he's a black mask with shiny teeth and horns. And he talks and he says, Hey, how you doing? My name is Black Tapia and welcome to our game. So you 10 have decided through various means that you're going to participate in our little game. And you have to survive in our room for 10 days. Now, physical violence cannot occur at all. And each one of you has been tagged with a bracelet that's going to monitor your health. And the game is this. You have to get rid of five of these members. You can't do physical violence to them. But you can do this. And every day, same time, which we're about to do, you're going to roll a dice. Now, on each side of this dice, there is a different number and a symbol. Depending on what you get, we are going to take away one of your senses. If you roll a one, it's your eyesight. If it's a two, it's your nose. You can't breathe. If it's a three, your tongue and you can't talk. If it's a four, it's your body. And if it's a five, you're hearing. But what happens if you roll six? Well, six is the spirit. And if you get a six, then you'll be fine. You... If you roll the same thing that you got the day before, nothing happens. So these 10 individuals are stuck together for 10 days, and five of them have to be eliminated. And the game begins. And it's intriguing because you think, how does this work? How are they going to get rid of the senses? Well, they explain it simply. If they get rid of your sense of touch, they inject you with a nerve agent that will just make you paralyzed. And they give someone to help you out. And they will mess with you while you're doing it. And then you have the sense of hearing. They cover your ears with earphones that you can't hear anything. Eyes, they put a blindfold on you. And as Meguru is introduced to these characters, he actually finds a kindred spirit in this one woman. This young girl, who's his age, named... Uh... Momoko, she is the, she's the love of his, she's like essentially the love of his life, and they fall in love with each other. And they say they'll protect each other, and you see a relationship grow between them as they spend these days together. 
there's several other characters that are involved as well. I mean, you have uh, Amanzo, who is this very chilled out guy. You have Utsumomiya, who is this girl with a puppet that her name is Chappie. And there's more to her than what seems. You have Ishimakura, who's this fat guy who is very greedy. You have Nakomachi, who's this hot chick. You have uh, Shira Kogama, who is this guy who seems like he's nice, but then he switches and turns very angry and mean and then crazy. He's obviously has some mental issues. You have Nico, who's this artist who seems nice, but then he's a little bit out there. You have Iori, who is this manipulative asshole. And then last but not least, you have Makabe, who looks like a bum. And he seems like he's crazy and out there. And as they start, each one of them loses something different. I mean, Meguru rolls a six, so he's fine. But Momoko ends up rolling a one. So she's blinded immediately. And he says, I'm going to protect you make sure you're safe. And then the person named uh, Utsumomiya also rolls a one. So she's blinded too. So he ends up helping both of them out. And they become three friends. They're going to take care of each other. And as they are there, there's also... All of them have given food for ten days. And immediately, the fat guy grabs the food. And he runs. He locks himself in and says, you have to do whatever I say or else you're not going to get any food or I'll destroy your food. Ha ha ha. And this game begins because he's going to hoard it and they'll die of starvation if they don't have it. So that one guy who said it was a nutcase decides, well, we can mess with him. We can't touch him. We can't attack him. But what are you going to do, Piggy? We're not going to leave you alone. And they end up psychologically tormenting this guy until he snaps. And because his heart rate goes up and all this... His, he's very agitated and they psychologically damage this guy he ends up having a heart attack and dying so this game is about psychological torture and potential murder one character when lights out happens they wake up and the person has been killed and their eye has been removed it's a game of a whodunit and you have suspects who you think did it but you're not entirely sure and it gets even more bizarre because as I said As you roll the dice, if you roll the same number or if you roll a six, you're fine. But over time, you start getting more and more. Maguru starts out nothing. Then eventually he does lose his eyesight. And then he loses his hearing. And then he loses his, his feeling of touch. And it's for days he goes like this. So when you're locked in your own head and bad things happen, you go, you start going crazy. And it's intriguing and disturbing and really twisted. And I gotta say, I love it. Because while you have all these dark elements of the who did, who's the killer, who's the murderer, you have that going on. Who's going to die next? You have the element of the what, what is going to be lost next? What sense is going to be lost? Or better yet, what's going to happen? And more importantly that, what's going to happen to Mawaru? Earlier I said Momoko was the name of his sister. Her name is Mawaru. His little sister. What's going to happen? Because he's not there. She doesn't have anybody. Is she going to be okay? Is she going to get sick? Is he going to save the day? 
Or is all this work he's doing worthless? Because the other thing is that, which I didn't mention, is that each one of them has 50 million yen right now when they start the game. And every time someone dies, they get more money. So that 50 million gets dispersed amongst them. So they get another five, and another five, and another five, and another five. So you get 100 million yen once five are gone, which is pretty badass. So as it compounds, it gets higher. So you get 100 million yen for this game. So who's going to get greedy? And is that money going to be enough to save his little sister? And also, what's going to happen with his relationship with Moko? Because they seem to be generally falling in love with each other. It's they care about each other and it's sweet and he wants to protect her and she actually wants to protect him. And she tries to keep him sane and he tries to keep her sane. So they've met in this weird circumstance and it's almost like a stardust touch moment where they found each other. It's kind of romantic in a really sick sort of way. And I've got to say, it's pretty cool to see this. Now, the art style is really fun. The characters are all diverse and unique, and they all have their own problems. I mean, one character is a nihilist, who it turns out he was someone who couldn't get his life together. He ends up trying to become a priest. That doesn't work out, so he ends up becoming a nihilist and hooking up with another guy who's just as crazy as he is. You have one character who they have gender issues. They're not who they claim to be, and their reasoning is they feel better in the other form, but then they get tortured for it. You have characters who have very simple goals and some who have reasons why they're doing this are horrific. And it's all intriguing. They're multifaceted characters and all of them are a lot of fun. My favorite character is probably Black Tapia because he's the villain. But he's not a villain. He's a moderator. His job is to make sure that nothing goes wrong in this game because apparently there are rich people who are watching this game betting on all of the individuals involved. And he has to moderate, make sure it's all good. And at times it gets very nerve-wracking because he someone calls out for help for him and he's like, uh, this looks like something's wrong. I can't really help you right now. I know something's happening, but I can't really help. Maybe if you do this, I can help you out. Oh, wait, sorry, you can't do that because you don't need that right now. And it gets <laughs> trippy and scary. He, he's baiting all of them and I... I find that fascinating. Also, I do really like Maguru. He's a very good character because he's not a perfect character. He's very flawed. And his reasoning for everything, when you find out it's very noble, but it's so sad. He's not Mr. Perfect. He's not super powerful. He can't fight with his fists. He's got to use his head. And he does that to the best of his abilities. Also, I gotta say, I like uh, Makabe because he's just a bum. Like, literally, I'll tell you this now, you wonder who survives, and this guy, they just wonder, are you just a crazy old man, or are you something else? And you, when he's talking, you're like, this guy's gotta be crazy, or something's got wrong with him. But you're intrigued to find out what his deal is. So because of all these reasons, and the fact it's short and compact, I really dig it. I'm gonna have to give this... A really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will soap, and your soul before the great Zomo Gustar. It's a lot of fun. It's crazy, it's weird, it's dark, and it's a blast.
Unfortunately, at the moment, it is not available in the United States. I found Japanese copies at Book Off, and I was able to translate it with Google Translate. You could probably find it through alternative means, but definitely see if you can find it in a good way. Or petition Yen Press or Vertical Comics to grab this. It's a good series. But yeah, if you have a chance, let me know what you guys think. Email me zansparker.com if you think that this would be a cool series. Or if they made a TV show about this. I think that would be a lot of fun as well. But remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparker.com. You can email me zansparker.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those other lovely sites. And with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts no substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. When we do that, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever slot it lands on, there is a manga tile connected to it. And the number that lands on that manga is what I'm going to review in the next episode of this Barker Manga Review, episode 283. And we're getting there, folks. And I'm excited because I got some great titles on here, including some retro titles. One title is actually a remake of a Manga we talked about a long time ago, but I'm excited if we get it. Because all these are stuff I bought at Comicopia. So let's see and spin what we're going to review. There we go. Number three again. This is the third time I got number three. It's got to be stuck. But... Alright, so, in the next episode, okay, that is cool, I'm kind of pleased by this. So, in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga about one of the first magical girls ever out there, and one we've talked about a long time ago. And we got to remember the big thing about this character, because sometimes she's a henchman for a villain, sometimes she's a police officer, sometimes she's a reporter, and sometimes she's a motorcycle cop. But the one thing that we all know is Honey Flash. Yes, friends, we are going to be reviewing another manga based on Cutie Honey. This one's Cutie Honey A Go Go, which was just released by Seven Seas. So I'm excited to read this manga and we're going to see where it goes. So this is it for this episode. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you have a great week. And, well, this is Roseanne. I am Gonsville and read more manga. Thank you.